0: Welcome to Hockey Night in New York,
1: where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots,
0: Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and christian arnold ladies and gentlemen it is hockey night in new york welcome to the program everyone it is sunday march 13th 2022 another big show coming up for you brian compton of nhl.com will be joining us my name is Sean Cuppert. With me most of the time is Mr. Christian. Arnold
2: Christian. <laughs> That's fair. How
0: are we doing tonight, buddy? I'm
2: doing very well. We got a couple Islander wins to talk about. Yeah, a little back-to-backs, yeah. buddy. Can they make it three in a row?
0: I mean, crazier things have happened. <laughs> we'll see what's going on. Thanks for joining us for this early pregame edition of Hockey Night in New York. I want to remind you all that we are proud to be presented by R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill, located at 2798 Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center. It's the best place to catch the aisles when you can't be at the game. Head on down for great food and drink specials, plenty of HDTVs, and in-game sound. Also happy to be sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, 217 Carlton Avenue in East Iceland, the brand new location, and of course, UBS Arena at Belmont. They're an official partner of the New York Islanders. You can check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. For all their great offerings, also happy to be sponsored by Thai Technology, a voice-over IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal service of companies like Spectrum, Optima, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516-856-7800 for three... Free months of service, and of course, thrilled to be sponsored by Oyster Bay Brewing Company, creator of the Barn Rocker Session Ale. Available at 12 locations at the Islanders' brand new home at UBS Arena, and even more distributors across the country from coast to coast. You can also visit the tap room at 36 Audrey Avenue in Oyster Bay seven days a week to sample all their fantastic beverages at their fantastic location. And of course, for those of you in the chat tonight, get your questions ready for questions brewing, brought to you by Oyster Bay Brewing Company. So, Christian. Hey, that's me. Yeah. So, the Isles earlier in the week, they gave up another five goals in a losing effort to the Colorado Avalanche. But, things took a turn for the better later in the week. Back-to-back wins at home against the Jackets and the Jets. Barzell came back, didn't factor into the scoring on Friday, but he is back. What do you say... CA.
2: Well, I was very happy with the bounce back performance in the Columbus game because certainly the Islanders, um, you know, that loss against uh, on on Monday was was an ugly one. You know, you look at it, and the Islanders really yes. actually played a decent game for the most part. And then what happens? The Islanders give up what was it three, four goals in the span of five yeah, minutes. That's not good. Yeah. Which is, which is brutal, right? Because that <laughs> yes. changed the entire tone of the game. Yeah. And obviously the Islanders mounted that comeback late in the third, which didn't come, uh, didn't, wasn't really fruitful. But, you know, they made it a close game, and they, they made it a one-goal game. And, of course, then they lost. But to come back and, and beat Columbus, which is a very good hockey team, 6 nothing, then to do it again the next night on very back-to-back nights. Team? I Columbus said they're a good hockey uh, good hockey?
0: Okay, team. they said very good. I don't know. Is Columbus a very good hockey team?
2: They're a good hockey team. Okay, we'll give them good. We'll give that. We'll They're give that. a hockey team that wins games. Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. More games than the Islanders win, usually. <laughs> right now, yes. If you look at the standings, that's true. Go ahead. They're a good hockey team. <laughs> then you get Winnipeg on the second night of a back-to-back at home still, but another another big win and a 5-2 win over the Winnipeg Jets yeah. the following night. So, I mean, those those are those are efforts that you'd like to see, and, and putting something together consistently is something the Islanders have struggled to do. So when you're looking mm-hmm. at the pot of good things that happen to the Islanders this year. There's not a lot in Reach, that pot. Just yeah. Reaching you're reaching and it. you're reaching to find something. Right. And, and, Back-to-back wins, consistent efforts—that's yeah. something the Islanders haven't been able to string together a lot of this year. And granted, I understand now that I, I, you know we are reaching for, for certain things this late in the season, but yes. still, you're trying to find some positives in all this craziness. And I think that that certainly amounts to something right there when you can string two wins together, consistent efforts where the team looks good and competitive, and um, you, you know for the first. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time in a while you kind of go all right this is this is something i'd say like yeah that. and
0: not only that but they were convincing wins they yeah. weren't those wins we've been talking about where when they do seem to happen to win it's <laughs> just like
2: oh <laughs> well, when you say it like that
0: scratching and clawing just to get like that one goal victory but you're talking about what a four nothing shutout a 5-2 win so those are two great wins for them what it means in the grand Six-nothing scheme six nothing shutouts. six nothing shutouts, excuse you me took away two goals i you know what Yeah. <laughs> I forgot, <laughs> but yeah, six nothing. So and then of cu- and of course that was the big hat trick for Anders Lee. Yeah. Gets himself his first career hat trick, which I did not realize up until then. I thought that he had one in the past, but apparently he was just a big uh, two goal guy for a very long yeah. time. And he finally gets the hat trick. And, and credit to the team because they were really really trying to get it for him at the end of the game there, and uh, and, and it worked out. He got it. Yeah. That's, hats off, literally. Wow.
2: Uh no certainly I I was equally surprised that he hadn't had a hat trick in, in in his career his lengthy NHL right. career now it, it certainly seems like it it would have come at this point. For Anders Lee, considering how instrumental he is at times in the offense, and, and how long he's been with the New York Islanders, when you when you really think about it, I mean, this is the same guy who scored literally in his first NHL game, I think, on his first NHL shift, and I believe that was against the Jets. It was against the yeah. Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. Um, you know, so the lore of Andrew of Andrew Lee of Anders Lee, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> the lore of Anders Lee uh. certainly seems like he would have had a hat trick at at some point. Thomas his, Panic, Thomas Panic, Andrew Lee noah added to the list noah, noah nobson. nobson noah nobson <laughs> um so i mean that was surprising but but you're certainly happy for 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 Lee in, in this in the circumstances sure. that the season has taken and especially for himself having you know been through a lot this season between coming back from an injury last year mm-hmm. the covid situation that yep. kept him off the ice for the islanders first game at UBS arena and and a lot of other players that as that that whole um situation progressed but Certainly, it's been a rough year for the Islanders, and and again, we were talking about good things and right. finding those little things to to smile about. If you're if you're an Islander fan, that's something to smile about. I mean, Anders Lee is as, as Islanders as it comes.
0: Yeah, and yeah, it's it's a positive you can take, and and as far as individual efforts go, it's great for Lee and and look, but but it's funny though. Like the last week, you know, we talked about how they went on the the West Coast Swing. That was two two and one. Just a lot of 500 hockey because even after these two wins back to back, they're three and three for March. So they're just really just towing that 500 line here, not going, yeah. not really going above, not really going below, and, you know, I, it, they just haven't really had a chance since the beginning of the season. Like, after the, after the road trip, where they strung, well, it was during the road trip, they strung a couple of wins together, and they were a little bit above 500, but since then, you know, it's kind of like two steps forward, two steps back.
2: Yeah. And well, it's felt more like two steps forward, seven steps back. Okay, I was trying to be a little more positive, but All but right. sure. You can't help it. But uh, it's but we got to be honest, too. We got to be honest. Yeah. Honestly, well, more
0: recently it's it's kind of gone that way. And literally now they have two steps forward with these two wins in a row. <laughs> Can they make it three tonight or should we just expect them to lay another egg here and 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 lose to to the Ducks and and kind of continue to meander in this 500 mediocre hockey that they've been playing, or or is this finally a sign of things to come? I mean, you've you you've been able to get some different looks at this roster with some guys being out. Right. Obviously, Barzell came back on Friday, like we noted before. He's going to get a a chance with, or Oliver Wallstrom, I should say, is going to get a chance at Matt Barzell tonight. At least that's how it's looking. That's how it was in, uh, in warm-ups and whatnot or, or um, practice earlier. So it looks like he might get a chance with Barzell, and people have been dying for that for a long time.
2: Yeah. Will he? Will he start the game that way? And I guess more importantly, will it? Will he end the game that way? Right.
0: How long is that going to last? <laughs> will
2: the Barry Trotz experiment go the whole game, or is this something where we've and we've seen it before in in kind of spurts with a lot of different players that you know Islander fans kind of clamor to see with with one another where mm-hmm. it, it it's maybe it doesn't start the game, but it, it happens in a shift or two or. So I, I am curious to see how it shakes out. I think you've seen Wallstrom and, and Barzal and little tidbits here and there, especially on that top line yeah. where um, some magic has happened and some flashes of, of excitement have happened where people go, this is why he needs to be on the top line and they start screaming through their keyboards. <laughs> right. Um, right. But I am curious because I think while, you know, we make fun of it sometimes, I think there has been sort of this kind of question of why hasn't Wallstrom really gotten a significant time or chance to play up there with Matthew Matthew Barzal. And especially as the season's kind of gotten away from the Islanders, that that question has grown more and more. Why not give it a shot? And at this point, why not? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think that we can all kind of agree that the Islanders are not Going to be making the postseason. I think the only, <laughs> yeah, we've we've accepted that. Islanders team that will be playing uh, potentially into in, in a postseason tournament, if you will, will be the Islanders. There's a NCAA school that's nicknamed the Islanders that will that won their conference and will be going to the March Madness. Okay, so they they cool. might be the only Islanders that are playing in the postseason. Of, I any, guess of any sport,
0: you might see a few more Islanders in the Worlds this year. Are they still doing that this year? I don't know if like COVID has has changed that. But you know how you have the Worlds at the end of each uh, season, right? Right. Non playoff teams end up sending a lot more guys, obviously, than the playoff teams. Well, so. the playoff
2: teams never send anybody. Right. Right. Um, the Worlds basically becomes. Well, a, sometimes if they get like bounced out in the first round, they'll have the they'll, a guy they'll, or two they'll show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But right. yeah. No. I mean, that was the tournament that everyone kind of. You know, if you made. Was never a great thing Right You're not exactly um, to You know when you look back At the You know early 2000s Mid 2000s um, You know the aughts Or whatever they're called Right um, Yeah there were You know Kyle Poso Made a couple of appearances I believe in the world Worlds And um, you know There were a number of Islanders That were there And you kind of kept track But you go oh, This kind of sucks Because you're following them In the worlds, And that means that They're not playing In the playoffs Right Right for sure And then one other note We'll just touch on Before we bring
0: Brian Compton On before we break Otto Koivula got gotten a couple of games with the injuries here, with Barzell being out. Any thoughts on him getting in the lineup? I mean, does this guy have a chance to to stick with the squad at some point? Or is he is he at this point just going to be an AHL guy that gets called up every now and then? Maybe he gets, maybe he's a thrown in a trade somewhere or something like that. I, I mean, think it's more the latter than the former. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, as as much as we've seen out of him over the over the course of his time with the Islanders, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's made progress and mm-hmm. you've seen him make contributions. But I think at the same time, ultimately, when you look at Koivula he is someone that is as you said he's an AHLer. or he'll, he'll be one of the first to call up he's a depth guy mm-hmm. you know he's gonna have a, a I, I could see him having a solid career in the sport of hockey but i think it'll be kind of bouncing around maybe with 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 some of these teams and organizations as an AHLer trying to make that leap to the nhl level and he'll get a couple call-ups and he'll be able to contribute and he'll be able to be that guy that that fills the gap when you have uh when you have some injuries and when you need some depth and and, and things like that but i don't don't seem sticking around more than more than what that role I think, is. I think that's fair.
0: What You know, it remains to be seen. You never know what might happen. Uh-huh. But, folks, want to thank you all for tuning in to twitch.tv slash hockey night NY. We're going to take a break, and then on the other side, the great Brian Compton of NHL.com will. Join us.
3: It's a new Islander season, and you've got a great spot to catch all the action. R.J. Daniels American Barn Grill in Rockville Center. Inside the bar or the heated outdoor patio, you won't miss any of the excitement on their wall-to-wall big screen TVs and in-game sound. Enjoy it all with delicious food, drinks, and plenty of specials in a lively atmosphere staffed by the friendliest folks around. R.J. Daniels is in the heart of Rockville Center at 279A Sunrise Highway, just steps from the train station. So come on down. Watch the boys in blue and orange continue their quest for Lord Stanley with your fellow Islander diehards. And when the game's not on, stop by for a great meal and a great time seven days a week, hang for the late-night bar scene or book a party or catering for any occasion. Call 516-536-6258 to make reservations and go to rjdaniels.com to check out the menu. R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill your home for New York Islanders hockey.
2: Country, you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account. So, Islander fans, if your business is looking for a change from companies like Spectrum, Verizon, or Optimum, Thai Technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages. Just call 516 856 7800, that's 516 856 7800, or visit them on the web at Thai Technology.com, that's Thai, T I E Technology.com. Thai Technology, the right choice for your internet phone service. hope you enjoyed the ads now let's get back
0: to hockey night in new york with sean cuthbert and christian arnold
2: oh welcome back to hockey night in new york it's christian Arnold alongside sean cuthbert most of the time as always (laughs) and it's that time of the show where we go on the line brought to you by our friends over at thai technology and with us on the line tonight is a man who needs no introduction because there is a sandwich named after him and i'm sure he'll (laughs) Use that as his introduction in most places these days. That, of course, is the Brian Compton. <laughs> the Brian. <laughs> the Brian Compton from NHL.com. b Comp, what's going on, bud?
1: <laughs> hey, Christian, how are you, pal? What I an am.
2: Intro. I, well, you're welcome. I am doing very well. Thank you for asking. Hopefully, you're doing well as well, and everyone in your your, your household is doing well as well. Hi, and, Brian. And Sean is here. Hi, too, Sean. And he wants to say <laughs> how hi. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Begum, a lot to talk about with the New York Islanders, obviously with uh, the trade deadline quickly approaching and a lot of questions surrounding the team and the organization as far as the direction of, of things from here on out. I wanted to start there and kind of get your take on where you see this deadline going because it certainly has a very different feel to it than the last couple of years under Lou Lamarello and Barry, Barry Trotz considering the team's position and sort of their... 500 level style of hockey this year where where do you kind of see this this all shaking out right now
1: yeah i don't think it's gonna be as busy or as crazy as maybe some fans think it's gonna be because Mm -hmm. of where they are in the standings guys because um let's face it there's a lot of guys who are immovable because of their contracts and salary caps etc and also because this season has been so bizarre in so many ways Um, I'm not buying the notion that this thing is over and they have to blow this whole thing up and start over Um, between the 13 game road trip to start the year and then getting crushed by COVID for a good month or whatever it was. um, You're starting to see it now. I know it's probably too, you know, too little too late, but they're starting to look a hell of a lot more like themselves these past, you know, seven to 10 days than what we've seen all year. uh, At least since, the first weekend in November when they were five two and two and everybody thought everything's everything was gonna be okay. Yep. Um so could could we see a couple of moves could Cal Clutterbuck be on the move? Sure. Um are they gonna trade Semyon Varlamov? I'm <laughs> not I, I'm not convinced guys because um you know he has another year on his deal. So unless you're getting a first round pickback, why? Because mm. you're gonna have to replace him anyway. Um, the idea that Jacob Skarig is coming up next year and playing 30 <laughs> games, it's not, it's not happening. No. So um, there, there's a lot for Lou to think about here. I'm sure he's had multiple discussions with his staff every single day for the last month or so. Um, but I, I'm i not convinced it's going to be as nuts as, as, as some other people do.
2: b you just mentioned the Islanders kind of turning the corner, or at least starting to show us a bit of that that team that we saw in in years past now and I I was curious when you said that um, obviously there's kind of two schools of thought with that obviously that the Islanders were devastated by COVID and circumstances that were out of their control with the start of the the start of the season being a 13 game road trip injuries COVID all these different things on the flip side is it that maybe they're just playing better because there isn't the pressure that there is the expectation anymore that they're going to the playoffs and that you know, teams were, were kind of gunning for them. They are now sort of back to that, that position where, where they can kind of just play carefree hockey now that it's late in the season
1: no i don't think there's anything to that at all buddy um there's way too you know this too there's way too much character in that room um there's a lot of pride in that room they're not just going to throw their sticks down and say the hell with this and start planning trips to go to honolulu or wherever else <laughs> in a couple of months um
2: i think they, cancun they, is their big their big spot
1: okay well mexico <laughs> wherever, wherever you want to go um they, you know this christian there's way too much character in that room for them to just um, you know, play carefree hockey for the next two months. And there's too much pride behind that bench and there's way too much pride up top. who's uh, not gonna stand for that stuff. So um I think we're finally getting to see what we should have seen all season long. Um and let's not forget too Ryan Pollock is finally looking yeah. more like himself and yeah. that that's a pretty pretty bad injury and Anders Lee as well. Um I know he you know he looked like himself physically um when he first came back at the start of training camp but Uh, that's a devastating injury too. So I think it's just, it's taken longer than anybody would have liked, but they're starting to look more like themselves.
0: Yeah, Brian, I, I agree with you. And just to go back to where you started with this deadline talk, you know, I I don't think the organization at all believes that this is something that you're going to have to blow up. And, and I think with that in mind, you know, yeah, maybe approach the deadline as a seller. If you're a fan and say, get whatever you can get the most out of your resources. But I think they're going to look to keep the majority of this core together to, to kind of just reshift and, and go on another run. And, and more specifically, when, when you honed in on Vorlamov, you know, leading up until this week, and I think even recently as last week, I was saying he's gone. he's They're trading him, you know what I mean? Because he's one of the guys they can probably get the most for. But you make a good point. I mean, he has a great relationship with Sorokin. And if you're not going to get a haul for him, he doesn't have a, a terrible contract for one more year. What is it, four or five million dollars? You can probably stomach hanging on to that for another year, and if it keeps your your goaltending tandem strong for for what you hope is going to be a reboot season, maybe the, maybe there's something to that, and, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's worth hanging on to Varlamov.
1: Yeah, because again, who's replacing? I mean, you could you could go out and you know bring Thomas Grice back. I, I would imagine maybe over right. the summer, but. Um, you know, who's to say Thomas Rice wants to come back? Sure. I mean, maybe that, you know, he's turned the page on, on playing for the Islanders. So, and, and the rest of that market, it's not great. It, it really isn't. So, um, and again, Shawnee, it's almost impossible to start over here with the contracts that they have and, and the cap hits, et cetera. I mean, they're, they're in a position where you really can't blow this up and start over. So I, right. I think that they, they, they really still believe in this core. Um, is it a veteran core? Of course it is. I mean, nobody would, would dispute that. That there's a lot of guys, uh, late twenties, early thirties, um, we know the ages of these guys and and they're signed a lot of them for still a really long time. So, um, they put themselves in a position to go with this group. Um, and to be quite honest, you could do worse. I'm not convinced that this is going to be the next five years. are going to be brutal. I'm not, I'm not, uh, in that camp just yet. Um, I think if they find uh, a left-handed defenseman to play alongside Noah Dobson uh, for the next five years, I mean, you can't say enough about how much Noah has evolved over these past four or five months, right? So um, if they can fill that hole uh, and guys stay healthy and they keep this goaltending tandem tandem together, um, who's to say they can't be a playoff team next year?
0: No, Brian, I'm with you there, and and perfect that you brought up Dobson because I wanted to head in that direction. I mean, he's really, really growing into that player that I think – we had expectations set for heading into, you know, his draft even, you know, when everybody was hyping him and Oliver Wallstrom, obviously it looks like Dobson's coming along a little quicker than Wallstrom right now, but I mean, maybe this is a guy now who can start with game game one next season. Cause it took him some time this year to really kind of find his footing, but it looks like when you have, you know, a top four, perhaps, well, depending on the pairings, obviously, but you got Pellick, you got Pullick you have Mayfield in there who's strong. You, you hope that maybe he rounds out the right side in the third pairing, but you also have Dobson in there somewhere else as well. I mean, maybe that's a foundation they can build around where you know maybe they just get a little more younger in <laughs> those other two remaining left <laughs> spots, and, and then all of a sudden you, you have a decor that you can be uh, you know be confident in going into an, uh, the next season.
1: That, that's the other thing too, Johnny. Bro, Mayfield, like, yeah, you could trade him too. Who are you finding to no, replace him? Yeah. Not for what, not for what he brings on special teams and everything else, but. For that cap hit, who who are you replacing exactly. uh, at one point four five million dollars for Scott Mayfield? You're, you're not going to find it, I promise you. Um, uh, is Bodie Wild ever going to play for these guys? <laughs> not if he's not vaccinated. So, it's, <laughs> right. you, know, you know what I mean? Like, there's, and I just don't think there's anything really coming um, as far as Bridgeport goes, at least as righty defensemen go. Um, mm-hmm. So, I would bring Mayfield back as well. And yeah, you know, getting back to Noah here, just. Um, he's such a poised kid and you're finally seeing him play with more confidence in terms of jumping up into the play on on the offensive side of it. Um, because I think he has the, the the defensive side down for the most part. He's such a great skater. Mm -hmm. Um, he's going to be a really, really good defenseman in this league for a long time. It's good to see.
0: Yeah, no, all the signs are there. It's it's really nice to see, uh, you know, a hype prospect actually, you know, follow through on the hype. So <laughs> that's nice to see from Noah Dobson. <laughs> and just to keep on on the defense for a second, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Scott Mayfield. Great contract. He's a, he's perfect for that third pairing. Whoever ends up lining up next to him next season, and and again, I think it might just be fans getting. I'm a little carried away with okay. Well, we're out of the playoffs, so now we have to sell and we have to get whatever we can, right? So, deal for Varlamov, right. deal Mayfield because you know he might be attractive to another team, which he would be. But again, for a team that's you know not blowing it up, if they were, yeah, sure, you look at it, and maybe you see what you can get for a Scott Mayfield, but. For a franchise, it looks like they want to, you know, hit the refresh button and, and really, right. you know, hit hit it from top gear in game one next season. He's he's an asset. He's a guy you hang on to. I mean, he's still in his twenties. It's not like he's getting up there. He's he's a perfect guy to keep on this squad for your third pair. And and, if, just, if, and sorry, just to follow up on that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, good thing we had a guest do on you, today. Do you think that they? <laughs> <laughs> do you think that? maybe, I mean, I think it's easier to say with Zidane Chara, but do you think that the Andy Green tenure with the Islanders perhaps ends with this season, maybe even as soon as the deadline, and, and they try to get maybe not just one left, left-handed defenseman, but maybe, but maybe another to really round out that side under Pellick?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's certainly possible. Um, that's where the Islanders really need to upgrade. I know people are going to scream about guys like Johnny Gaudreau uh, in the middle of July, and I get it. He's a phenomenal player. Uh, we'll see what happens with him, but um that's the hole they need to fill. Um I don't think there's any dispute about that and mm. um but yeah again if if okay you bring in let's say Jacob Chikrin or or whoever whoever it is to play that left side. Um if you trade Mayfield and you trade Varlamov, okay, you filled one hole, but now you got to fill two others. And right. those two those two others are a lot harder to to fill in my opinion than a left-handed defenseman. Left-handed defensemen are everywhere. I mean there are better ones than others. Don't misunderstand sure. me, but um, where are you going to find a, another Semyon Varlamov, or where are you going to find another Scott Mayfield? I just don't know how easy that's going to be. Um, and if you trade those two guys away, Shawnee, you're not just throwing away the next six weeks. I think you're really almost throwing away next season, too, uh, unless a couple of miracles happen, and they get guys like drone and Chikrin, et cetera. And with with, with the, all the cap hits that they have, I just don't know how they're going to do that. Mm.
2: Talking with Brian Compton here on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology and B Comp. Obviously, we've been talking about some of the younger players on this roster. Shawnee was obviously talking about Noah Dobson earlier when we had you on here. I'm curious, aside from, from, wow, I almost said Dobson. Aside from Dobson, (laughs) aside from Dobson, who has sort of been the, when you look at the, I hate all of you. I hate all of you. Mostly just Sean at the moment. Uh, aside from Dobson, who has sort of been sort of the the younger player on this on this Islanders roster that stood out or developed the most the, the course of the season through all of the chaos and and surprised you a bit.
1: Uh, well, there's not a lot of young guys here, Christian. It's, it's no offense to anybody. But I mean, Elias Sorokin's 26. Can I pick Elias Sorokin? Because you you it, can. I mean, it,
2: inexperienced, it, I guess. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, look, Oliver Wallstrom has shown signs. He hasn't been consistent enough. I know fans want to Kareem Barry for that. My response to that is, who on this planet would you rather have developing Oliver Wallstrom than Barry Trotz? I mean...
2: I, I don't know. I, I feel they, like I feel like Joe627 on Twitter could do a much better
0: job. So <laughs> I don't know what you're talking asshole.
1: about. He, he makes a well, he's good He's got case. a hell of a resume. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Um, look, I mean, I think Walsh, still going to be a really good player in this league. We'll see what happens tonight. He's getting to play alongside Matt. I know fans are going to scream. He should have been playing alongside Barzell all year. Um, I understand the frustration. Again, I go back to my previous point. I, I who, who on this planet, would you rather have developing Oliver Walsh than Barry Trotz? Um, while he's got to, you know, continue to evolve on the defensive side of the game, we know how great his release is. Um, we'll see if this works out. Barry said this morning. You know, sometimes you you throw stuff together and you know it's not going to work, but it works. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens. I think he's. I think he still has the potential to be an annual thirty to thirty-five goal scorer. Uh, he's still a young kid. He's still trying to figure it out. And I think when push comes to shove, he will.
2: I was actually surprised. I would have. I part of me wanted wanted to hear you say Kiefer Bellos on this one because I think mm. Kiefer has has sort of kind of not come in there and, and played a very. An uh, in, interesting role with this with this team, and especially this season with so many injuries and with so much with so much going on off the ice with COVID and everything like that, and the Islanders kind of having to turn to a lot of different guys. I thought Kiefer kind of, at least to me, surprised me a bit more in in, in his poise and his ability of what he can do out there on the ice.
1: Yeah, and I, I like I like his game too, and I like that he goes to the dirty areas and he gets in on the forecheck and he's got a pretty good release too. Um, they're kind of muddled together in terms of consistency, right? You'd like to see him more uh, on, an, on an every game basis. And, you know, in, in keeper's case too, um, he's got to play more if he's ever going to yeah. put it together. Um, that's on Barry and Lou, I would think, obviously. Um, I, I think I think, he could, I think he could be a 15 to 20 goal guy. But again, it's going to come down to ice time and being put in those situations.
0: All right, Brian, it's time for a little rapid fire. Here on the line. Interesting. So, obviously, we're just over a week until the trade deadline. I'm going to just rattle off some Islander names, and you've you've clearly already given your answer on a couple of these guys. (laughs) But I just want you to say either staying or going for the deadline, if they're going to still be an Islander or if they're heading elsewhere. Cool? Cool. Excellent. Josh Bailey. Staying. Anthony Bavillier. Staying. Zach Parisi. Going. Kyle Palmieri. Staying. All right, you said Mayfield. Cal Clutterbuck.
1: Going. Kiefer Bellows. Staying. Andy Green. Uh, I'll lean towards going.
0: Zidane O'Chara.
1: If they can find somebody to take him, I would say going.
0: And Semien (laughs) Varlamov stays, correct? Uh,
1: Unless Lou's blown away, I would say staying. Okay, there's the rapid fire.
2: So we, so we learned that Compton hates Clutterbuck. Uh, Who was the other one he said? Chara? Andy Green? Andy Green. He hates Thanks those guys. Thanks for having me, guys. Wants, to leave. Wants Thank you guys. for having me. We're talking with Brian Compton here on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. Obviously, I'm kidding, Brian. You only hate half of the guys, you said. I'm curious, though. We came back to the trade, trade talk. How much does the, the modified no, no trade clause in, in uh, Varlamov's contract kind of play into all of this as well?
1: Um, probably a little bit. I don't, but you know me, Christian. I don't buy any of the rumors that are out there. I mean, yeah. the fact that I'm with the you, fact right. that the fact that people who aren't even around the team have inside <laughs> information that's run by Lou Lamorello. Right. Stop it. I mean, so, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I would imagine Billy Guerin has been talking to Lou about Samuel Almohs if, if he is in fact available because Minnesota needs a goalie for sure. Um, but again, I mean, we talk about this every year. Players get to this; they've earned the right to determine where they're going to work uh, when they, once they get to the later <laughs> stages of their yeah. careers. So, uh, good for Semyon if he doesn't want to go to a place like Edmonton, he doesn't have to. Um, he's earned that right. So we'll see what happens.
2: And there are a few players uh, that will uh, vouch for why some play why some, someone someone not want to go to Edmonton or say Winnipeg <laughs> or some of those colder North North Canadian cities. Uh, talking with B. Compton here on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. B-comp, it's that time of the show before we let you go we always ask our guests random a random question, question. i am not going to go through it because you know it by now you've been on the show so many times <laughs> and i think you were you were one of the first people we did this with and i will avoid insulting kiss this time around, because <laughs> wow,
0: you know, what a I'm, gentleman! I'm just, I'm just. I was, you know, it's funny, out. Brian. Just
2: before he was saying,
0: I was like, I hope this is finally one of the first episodes we get through with Brian without mentioning Kiss. Like, I think it's fun. we've beaten that horse enough. We can let that move on. I think, I think you roll, you probably roll your eyes at this point every time the name comes up between Christian and
1: I. And yet, you do. I that, roll, right? I roll my eyes when you ask me to come on the show, Shoni. That's right. oh, That's
2: wow.
0: But <laughs> yet, but yet here you are, Brian. That's right.
1: Here I am.
2: <laughs> Listen, I, I mean, the guy. I'm sure, ESP PN and WFAN and all the TSN are banging down your door for you to come on the show, Brian. So wow, I'm my ears, my ears are bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, I was trying to be nice, and then and, and he just kind of took it off the rails. Like uh, you because started, I did not. I was not going to ask. I was going to say anything about kiss. I know I was you are, but what am Yeah, right. I know you are. And I'm the child. Become. I wanted to ask you on this this one. We always talk about our experiences in, in NHL cities. But I know you and, and your kind of st- storied career have covered a lot of different levels of hockey. And I know you covered a lot of ECHL mm-hmm. when you were starting. And I know you have a lot of really interesting experiences. I wanted to ask you about one particular story or one experience covering, I believe it was the Trenton – titans or something like that right Correct. yeah one story from covering the echl trenton titans that you recall and that you can tell us um that really stood out or really was particularly funny or something that really um was an experience that you're like wow i can't believe that happened uh
1: 2005 national conference final trenton versus alaska we were in anchorage having dinner bef- uh, the day before game uh, five i guess it was whatever it was um so we sit down to eat and the waitress comes over uh starts taking her order and she's about to walk back to the kitchen or whatever and she says be careful when you're leaving guys because a bear walked by about five minutes ago (laughs) (laughs) true story wow Wow. Yeah. So if you're you... ever in Anchorage, be, be, be cautious of bears just walking <laughs> how, aimlessly around the
0: city. How long did you wait before you actually drummed up the courage to head the It was to a solid half car?
1: an hour. It was a <laughs> solid half, yeah. Who were you at dinner with? Uh, Mike Havlin was Trenton's coach. Um, Teddy Dent was the assistant coach. And probably... One of the equipment managers or uh, trainers, yeah, it was about, f- there was four or five of us having dinner and they're like, oh my God, did she really just say that? So yeah, we waited a solid half an hour before we left.
0: So there was no bear sighting after you left. You guys were safe, not see everything was fine. I okay. did not see a bear, thankfully, yeah that's good news that's good news yeah
2: well entertaining yeah. as oh you got something crazy. no I was just saying, I mean I mean I, I, they must have liked you because on the hierarchy of the people that were in that and, and that meal with you I mean you were probably the most expendable when it came to team Easily. personnel yeah I'm surprised
1: <laughs> they didn't throw me out first because the bear was still out there yeah <laughs>
2: yeah. Brian Compton from NHL.com. We always do enjoy having you on. Uh, always great insight and, and always good for a laugh or two as well. B-Comp, we always appreciate the time that you give us, and, and we're going to have you on real soon again, I'm sure.
1: After Sounds you roll your phenomenal. <laughs> 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 Thanks for having me, boys. I mean, Thanks a-, a lot, B-Comp. Always a pleasure. All right. Talk to you soon. Take so it yeah. easy, bud.
2: Brian Compton from NHL.com. <laughs> I was trying to be nice there at the end, and you know, everyone just assumes I'm going to be a dick. Well, Christian... Perhaps there's reason for that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> you build up a
0: reputation and that's yeah. the way you go. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right, well, I understand. you should admit that it's fair. No, no, I So, I yes, another, another great segment with the great Brian Compton of NHL.com. Who apparently almost got eaten by a bear. I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad he didn't. You know Anchorage, Alaska. You <laughs> never know what's going on over there. I've never been to that part of the country, but I'm sure it's freezing. But right I'm now. Like, but my plan is to never go there. I don't feel I have a need. I don't.
2: I don't feel like I need to go it's over not there. Not on the. not on the short list. Yeah. If, if there was a, if I had a 16 city no no visit list, Anchorage, Alaska. would <laughs> Certainly be on there. Con, 16
0: region no visit yeah. list.
2: I like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. On the uh, the the trade uh, the tra- <laughs> the no trade clause of life. <laughs> 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 All right. So the train rolls on here at Hockey Night in. New Dark, great stuff from Brian. So we did that little rapid fire with him, and I guess we'll go just a little bit more in-depth between the two of us now, now that he's gone. Now that that guy's out of here. Yeah, right. So let's go through some of those names, Christian. I love it. I want you to tell me who you think is going to stay. If you think they're going to go, what the Islanders might get back, you know. Basically, give me your, your dissection of this, this whole experiment here.
2: Yeah, I'm going to need you to give me those names again. Oh, no, I am. I wasn't expecting oh, I was <laughs> I like, I was like go good one. Lord. I was yeah, like, all right. Christian, I'm gonna... go. No, uh, Samir Josh... Josh Bailey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go. Josh Bailey. Does he stay on the island? I think he is one of the more attractive pieces that the owners have to move at the deadline because okay. of the veteran leadership that he brings. Uh-huh. I, I think there is a certain notoriety around the National Hockey League. It doesn't get noticed by fans, and we've talked about it to death, mm-hmm. about his playmaking and his hockey IQ and all these things that people, that that's, you know, hockey people love to throw around. Sure, I, I think that's very genuine. All of that being said, I just don't see him at the end of the day being moved. I, I, I don't know if the right package is there or if the interest is there, to be honest, from from enough interest, I should say, that, that – mm-hmm. Lou Lamarel would want to lose a, a locker room veteran presence like, like Josh Bailey. And right. again, I understand people have their opinions of Josh Bailey, but I think within the organization, the feeling has always been that.
0: the funny thing about those fans that would have that particular opinion about Josh Bailey, like get rid of him as soon as you can, Right. then they would also kind of have to be of the opinion that there's nothing to get for him, right? Yes. What are you going to get yeah. for him if you think he sucks? Right? <laughs> that's fair. So, you, so, you know. for a bag of pucks. I don't care Well, anymore. some fans are, are are at that
2: point. They're oh, literally oh. just like unload him for whatever you can get. T-Boyle makes a good point, too, with a with, uh, $5 million cap hit over the next three years, That is a, uh, including the season, so the next two years after yeah, this year. That's a not... tough contract to trade as well. I agree. Um, so that's a great point. Good point, T-Boyle.
0: Yeah, and, and as an extension of what Brian was saying, for a team that's probably not looking to blow the thing up and really do a rebuild. You know he's a guy that if they think he's still valuable enough in the top nine, that you keep him because you know you still hear nothing but great things said about him yeah. by the coaching staff, by the players and whatnot. So even if, if you as a fan don't appreciate what he brings on the ice, it seems <laughs> like it seems like people within the organization uh, appreciate the complete package that he brings, whether it's his hockey IQ and everything on the yeah. ice and when he's putting up points and and whatever whatever he's doing behind the scenes as a as a member of this organization. So. I don't think he's going anywhere. Agreed. Okay. We agree on that one. Okay. Anthony Beauvillier, another guy who maybe is towards the, I guess, the side of, okay, you might be able to get something for him, but is he, are they ready to move on for him? Can guys like bellows and and Wallstrom, i guess particularly bellows right he might he might be a candidate to take over that left side spot right. is, is he a guy they move on from or is he still too young and and he's shown enough in the playoffs where you hang on to him? i
2: don't know if the team's i i again i kind of agree with Comp here i don't know if the team's willing to to trade off that asset and two considering what his potential is still and he's still mm-hmm. a young guy you know that's someone that who has a couple of years left on his contract if, if a team can come in and poach him for you know a a, not a you know not a high asking price i mean i would be, look bad on the islanders if anything else i think that again he's a guy that i understand people don't particularly mm-hmm. see in the best light at all times of the year mm-hmm. but he's still a young talented pro- player i was going to say prospect he's not a prospect he's a young talented player that, right, that certainly yeah certainly adds a lot to an, another team and i think if you put him on on a team maybe with a little more skill set than the islanders have mm-hmm. that he flourishes a bit more. And and that being said, you don't want to be the guy that trades him. And then he goes off and scores, Mm -hmm. you know, he becomes a 20 goal scorer consistently Mm -hmm. because he's playing alongside, you know, insert player X, Y, or Z here. Right. So I I don't know. I don't think, I don't see the Islanders kind of casting away um, because I think they still have a very high opinion of him.
0: Okay, and I'm going to reduce this list a little bit because we covered some of these guys in depth with Brian already, and also we're pressed for time because the puck's going to drop in 20 minutes. So I think Cal Clutterbuck's a guy worth bringing up again. Do you th- I mean, he's a guy who probably is, has a higher candidacy for heading elsewhere given his contract status, given the thought that maybe the coaching staff is ready to move on from the fabled best fourth line in hockey. <laughs> you have Ross right, Johnson right, waiting right. in the wings, perhaps. So do you think Cal Clutterbuck is an Islander come next Monday?
2: I think I think he's likely to be traded. I think that yep. okay. yeah, I think he's likely to trade. And just to shorten up and, and get through the answer a little quickly, yeah. Um, you know, he he's a character guy, brings a lot on the ice, veteran presence. He's going to bring that physicality that I think a lot of teams like, especially come the postseason. Mm-hmm. And again, the expiring contract. You look at the Islanders' kind of situation coming into the season; they signed Ross Johnson to an extended deal, mm-hmm. uh, not extended deal, but they signed him to a contract extension, I should say. I think that was really the first sign that that. The Islanders are getting ready for that post fourth line post Cal Clutterbuck yeah. co- uh, life with the Islanders and yet we keep saying it and they keep sticking around yeah who the hell knows <laughs> all right I look, was about to curse too I was like yeah who the f is? yeah yeah
0: it's happened we've had, we've had some f bonds on the show it's no big deal so f yeah f yeah f so we co- we covered Mayfield I think yeah. all three of us agreed that he's going to stick around we covered <laughs> Varlo- <laughs> watch that'll be the one we're all rocking around <laughs> right
2: it's um, so got Mayfield not traded I'm right
0: Varlamov Looks like I flipped flipped from traded to not being traded between last week and this week. I think I say
2: he's not traded. I don't think you get the package. There's a good
0: case for him to stay.
2: You don't get the package that yeah. you
0: want from again because I think and especially if you can put the kibosh on half the teams in the league, yes. it makes it even more that that sixteen difficult.
2: that sixteen team no trade no trade no movement clause. I think it's it's a factor that I think neither one of us thought of. Next player.
0: Next player. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna combine Andy Green as a Dano Chara uh and zach parisi because
2: they're all older guys in expiring contracts this is this is not fair zach parisi yes i think it's traded you do yes okay. i think there is there's value for him and, and you can get something decent okay back. And, and at this point i think you need to clear up some more space to let some of these younger guys continue to get in the line okay for like Bells, all this blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. uh Zdeno char i think it's traded if there's someone out there willing to take him okay uh andy green i think the alleners would be open to trading him. Yeah. I don't know if there's the market out there that wants an Andy Green. I think
0: that's fair. And I don't think Paul Mary moves simply because of his contract.
2: Yeah, his contract. He's be. not going anywhere. Kyle Murray has five a $5 million cap hit over the next three years after this season. Right, that's and, a tough and, sell. And Look. not for
0: nothing, if if second half Kyle Palmieri becomes full season Palmieri,
2: then that's not bad. Well, not even that. I mean, that's... I don't, I don't know if I'm buying into that, though. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But um, I think enough teams have kind of seen... The production mm-hmm. over Kyle, of, of Kyle Palmieri from from New Jersey now mm-hmm. with the Islanders and and you know it's not there during the regular season, and and there's no guarantee that it fully shows up in the postseason. So. True. I don't, know, I don't know if there's a, ton, a a ton of interest. Well, we got a
0: week to find out, and mm-hmm. we got two more shows between now and then to talk about it and to be wrong. <laughs> that's love being wrong here on Hockey Night in New York. So I think we'll go into what's on tap now. What do you say? Let's do it. And now, it's time for What's on Tap, brought to you by R.J. Daniels, American Bar and Grill. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for What's on Tap. Christian, you are the man with the plan. Tell us what's on tap for the New York Islanders.
2: Well, of course, if you're listening later on in the week, then you know the, what was on tap was the New York Islanders hosting the Anaheim Mighty Ducks on Sunday. 15 minutes. March 13th at 7.30 p.m. at the UBS Arena. That's right. But that's a... F- you already knew that happened if, you, if you're not listening live. Sure. The Islanders also, they take on a, a two-game road trip coming up. Two-game two, games, two game road trip in quotes because they travel <laughs> down to the Washington Capitals to play them at Capital One Arena on mm-hmm. Tuesday at 7 o'clock. And then, of course, a St. Patrick's Day matchup between the New York Rangers and the New York Islanders at the world-famous Madison Square Garden in Manhattan. That's right. Under the Broadway lights, the eyes of the New York sports scene upon them. Both teams, obviously. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm selling it. now. I'm you really are, man. You really uh, are. And, then, uh, and that'll be an interesting game. Obviously, a rivalry matchup. The Islanders have a chance to play a little bit of a spoiler, of course, because mm-hmm. the Rangers, being where they are in the standings, beating the Rangers, of course, is a, is a big moment for, for the Islanders. And obviously, that rivalry stands the test of time, whether the teams are doing well, whether one team's doing well, whether the other team is not doing as well. Uh, Truth. So it's all true. That'll be an interesting game. And, of course, with that being St. Patrick's Day, of course, it's one of the rescheduled games from earlier in the year. Correct. With this game falling on St. Patrick's Day, you can guarantee that everybody will be on their best behavior and not under the... Uh, under the... They won't be drunk. You know they won't be drunk. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what the best part about that game is, buddy? What's that? We're doing
0: a viewing party at the Marriott by the Coliseum. Oh wow! Aren't That's we? right. That's right. That. Indoor tailgate party. Well, it's good that you get up to speed now because it's only a few days away, and you yeah, gotta be tell there. me about it. That's right. Indoor tailgate party at the Marriott on St. Patrick's Day, Thursday, March 17th. A fundraiser to benefit the Long Island Rough Riders sled hockey program. The fun starts at 5 p.m. Our friends at Drive for 5 will be there. Isles Fanatics will be there in the house hanging out. Sponsored by Patron Tequila and Lost Farmers Brewing Company. There'll be tailgate games like Cornhole. They're going to have this whole room set aside. Patron is like sponsoring this whole thing, and they're going to have cornhole, cornhole in there, a bunch of other tailgate games. Going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a 50-50 raffle, auctions, giveaways, food and drink specials. Lost Farmer will be giving a free beer for the Islanders' first goal. Like I said last week, we know they're going to get shut out <laughs> as a result <laughs> of that. Plenty of great prizes, one of which is a full-team autograph stick that will be part of the raffle prizes, so... Great stuff going on, and of course, the Hockey Night New York pregame show. We're going to get started at six o'clock. Get you ready for Islanders versus Rangers. Who knows? Maybe you get a couple of those early trade deadline deals that happen in the days leading up. Oh, I was like at, to on, the deadline. You never know. You never know. Either way, we'll be chatting about the deadline in some respect.
2: And I believe the great Dan Rosen will be joining us as our guest. I believe so. Okay,
1: fantastic. Because so
2: I booked him, even though I totally didn't know we were doing a live show on Thursday. That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. But anyway, all good stuff coming up
0: on St. Patrick's Day. Going to be lots and lots of fun. So come on down. And then after that, they got a Saturday matinee in Dallas. Oh, yeah. I was
2: going to do that. Or versus Dallas. No, that's home. That's what? Two o'clock? Two o'clock matinee at home at UBS Arena against the Dallas Stars. Then they traveled down the New Jersey Turnpike to Wells Fargo Center to face the Philadelphia Flyers at two o'clock. A Sunday matinee as well two matinees back-to-back to to back. Back. wow yes. uh, it's a busy week it's a well busy they did week great against the, the blues
0: in that twelve thirty game so perhaps uh they're
2: they're good during lunchtime this year maybe but two <laughs> o'clock is more of like a, a late lunch lunch dinner <laughs> <laughs> lunch I, I mean sunday that's like brunch still so yeah it's like a brunch game same for saturday sure, sure. and then obviously everyone is going to be tuned up on the, on that thursday game that's right because well we hope you all come down St. Patrick's Day. It's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe like, there'll be some b- green
0: beer in the house. I would hope so. I mean, perhaps some green patron. I know they got some food food specials that are going to be on the menu, so it'll be a good time. Come hang out. We'll Tire have some soda bread. Fun. Prize. I can't. I can't make any promises. Can't, maybe. Maybe we'll see some corn, form beef, and of corn beef and cabbage. I mean, we'll see. I, the Marriott does a great job over there with their restaurant, so I'm sure they'll have some great items waiting for you to nibble on, to munch on when you get to the Marriott by the Coliseum. So that was what's on tap brought to you by R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill and with that we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back with the hero of the week brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Half Price Hero I want to thank you all for tuning in live at twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY and of course your favorite podcast providers we're going to take that break we'll be right Right, right back. back
3: You have a lot of choices when it comes to great beer, and Oyster Bay Brewing Company provides the best Long Island has to offer. Oyster Bay Brewing Company is dedicated to producing the highest quality beer while staying true to their nautical history on the Gold Coast of Long Island. They're the creators of the renowned Barn Rocker Session Ale, available at 12 locations in the Islander's brand new home, UBS Arena. And because Oyster Bay has increased distribution across the country, you can grab your Barn Rocker from Carolina to California if you're following the team on the road. Here at home, the tap room on 36 Audrey Avenue is open seven days a week with indoor and outdoor seating so you can experience their smooth honey ale, savory IPA, or gluten-free hard seltzers right in historic Oyster Bay. You can also shop online at oysterbaybrewing.com for curbside pickup, local delivery, or have your order shipped anywhere in New York. And if you use coupon code H-N-I-N-Y at checkout, you'll get 15% off. Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery.
0: Hey Islander fans, you already know Blue Line Deli & Bagels is the best place to get your game day meal, and now you can get it at the game. Blue Line Deli & Bagels is proud to be featured in the brand new UBS Arena for all Islander games and live events as an official partner of the New York Islanders. Blue Line is also moving beyond Belmont, opening its doors at 217 Carlton Avenue in East Iceland. So whether it's at the Islanders' new home, East Islip, or at the flagship deli at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, all three locations are eager to greet you with their familiar, friendly service and the best food around. So stop on in for delicious Bagel Boss bagels, hearty breakfast favorites, tasty hockey-themed heroes, freshly made smoothies, and so much more. And remember, you can always check out the menu and order online at bluelinedeli.com. Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Our goal is to make you a hero. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. When you hear this song, that means it's time for the Hero of the Week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Half Price Hero, which this week, of course, is the b Comp Q, featuring boneless ribs, barbecue sauce, pickles, and onions on a hero. Get it for half off all week starting tomorrow. That is Monday through the rest of the week, where we will announce a brand-new Half-Off Hero. Stop on in, mention Hockey Night in New York for half off the b Comp Q. So, with the pleasantries and introductions out of the way,
2: Christian Arnold, who is your hero of the week? My hero of the week is none other than Tom Brady, who is unretiring from the, t- oh, from no. the NFL retirement hall.
0: No, 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 no. He doesn't. He's not associated with the Islanders. You can't do that.
2: You got to give me somebody else, man. Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Soon to be Super Bowl champ. All right, it's fine. There he is. It's Captain Tom, Brady Tom Brady Light, <laughs> Anders Lee, who uh, I assume will win the Islanders 12 Stanley Cups over the course of his career after this year. From your lips to the hockey gods' ears. No, but Anders Lee has had a heck of a heck of a week. He uh, has uh, his first career hat trick against Columbus with a three goal effort, a two goal effort in the lo- loss to the Colorado Avalanche. The game before that, and he had a goal against the Winnipeg Jets. Over the last three games, he has seven points, so that's six goals and an assist over the last three games. Operating at a plus three, and he has a, a couple power play goals. I believe if I'm he not does. Mistaken. So he does. I mean that is in itself kind of a kind of a big deal. Well, uh, Anders Lee
0: is known deal. for scoring power play goals. Well, the Islanders uh, haven't been as much that. Yeah, much that's what I mean. Whole, the Islanders
2: don't score power play goals, so right? That's kind of a big deal. Well, um, but yeah, so that's my hero of the week,
0: Christian. You did such a great, thorough job with that. Picking Tom Brady, you picked. Tom I don't Brady even too. have to. I, there he is, right there, Tom <laughs> Anders Lee Brady, right there, the captain number twenty seven for all the reasons you just described, and I tuned out for. Anders Lee <laughs> finally getting know. the hat trick right. against the Columbus Blue Jackets in the 6-0 victory, not 4-0 victory. The 6-0 victory. Literally hats <laughs> off to Anders Lee. Good stuff. Again, I was surprised to even learn that that was the case. I thought he he had prior hat tricks. But Yeah, no, that was
2: that was didn't. maybe the biggest surprise of the entire week was that Anders Lee didn't have a hat trick in his career. Well, he does, and that makes him a hero. So, folks, stop on in yeah.
0: to Blue Line Deli and Bagels well, for Well, obviously, the half he's price. probably
2: pumped for two things. Hey, obviously getting hero of obviously. the week from Hockey Night I Nine mean, in that's going to travel
0: right to his ears very soon. He's going to find he's out. he's
2: obviously going to go visit Donnie, get a, get himself a half-priced B-Comp Q. Hell yeah. Tell Brian Compton at the next press conference how much he enjoyed the B-Comp Q. Right. And then i will make Brian's week. It's going to be great. It's uh, going to be
0: a nice domino effect.
2: Also, he's probably stoked that his Notre Dame Fighting Irish, where he went to college, will be facing the Rutgers Scarlet Knights in the first – First four, I guess it's called. That's a great team name, the Scarlet uh, Knights. Yeah, love that. First four of the NCAA tournament on Tuesday. Well, how about that? Yeah. I had no idea. So all exciting stuff. It's, it's selection. all selection happening.
0: Sunday, baby. It's all selection Sunday. That's that's a thing that I'm not very aware of. It's March Madness, college basketball. Ah, that sounds familiar. So there you have it, folks. Anders Lee, your unanimous hero of the week. Grab yourself a B com Q over at the Huntington location, Blue Line Deli and Bagels. And, buddy, since we're we're coming down to Puck Drop here, we're going right in to Questions Brewing. It's time for Questions Brewing, brought to you by Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. That's right, folks. It's time for Questions Brewing, brought to you by Oyster Bay Brewing Company and their fantastic IPA. So,
2: Christian, did you do your job? Yes, so we'll make it a quick Questions Brewing, because we are running short on time. We're up against the clock. Mike six four two. Five co, whatever. Question for <laughs> Nice. Ne more cap room in the off season. Sorry, Mike, uh we're rushing here. Uh, but, but, but need more cap room in the off season to land some scoring. Who goes to make that happen? That's a
0: good question. I think you're going to see a lot of these unrestricted contracts. If they're not dealt at the deadline, they're just not going to be re- re-upped. I, I would like to think it's safe to say Cal Clutterbuck. Not not to say because I'm happy to see him leave. but you hate him. I feel, no, but I feel somewhat confident. Which I wouldn't because he might punch your face. No, I wouldn't say that. No, I love him. Um, <laughs> Pasca, Pascal Clutterbuck. <laughs> No, I think I think he's a guy who they don't bring back. But but look, I mean, we've had these thoughts about Martin in the past, and he he's he wears an A for this team. He's mm-hmm. he's a leader on this team. So would it really shock anybody if they brought him back again on another contract? I would not be shocked. But I think that's a contract that they just leave unsigned. Uh, Parise maybe they bring back if they don't deal him uh, for a minimal contract because I loved what he did this year. If 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 the staff thinks that he can stay, then maybe they do. And and this isn't really answering your question or helping because you want to know who's going. But I don't I don't think a lot of people are. That's the problem. I don't yeah. I don't know. It's tough to say because if if a guy like Josh Bailey isn't dealt at the deadline. Do you really think it's just because there was no interest or, and Lou couldn't find a deal, or is it because he wanted to hang on to him? I think it's if he stays, it's probably because he wanted to hang on to him. So I'm not sure where, where they're going to be unloading a lot of contracts, unless it's like a Vorlamov, and that was why I was confident last week that he was going to go because he is in that four or $5 million range. If you deal him and you bring in a backup for another mill or two, obviously you're saving yourself a few mil there, which I think is a route that they could still go. You can make a good argument either way, but I don't know. And I'm glad, you know, I don't have Lou's job. But they're obviously going to have to get this sorted. They, they need a younger puck-moving left-side defenseman. Don't be shocked if, if plan C or D is Nick Letty because he's a UFA this summer. I was looking at that earlier. They could bring him back. You never know. But they need to get somebody back on that left side, and it would be ideal if they could get another scorer. If they don't have faith in in Wallstrom or or Bellows, where they can fill that role, or just that they want to add on to, add on to those guys. So I don't know, Christian. Unless you have any broad ideas, I'm not sure where that money's where that money's coming from because I don't think Palmieri's contract is going to be tradable. I don't think Bailey's going to go anywhere, and Brock is is solid as that second line center. So. You
2: know, it's it's tough to say. I mean, is Bavillier that
0: guy? Could be, but how much salaries are you moving
2: there? I don't know. Question, Bruin. Uh, combined question. I'm going to combine these two. And Jeremy thirteen and Mike four six five two co. Uh, with a similar question about Scott Mayfield, his next contract. Obviously, mentioning that he's on a very great deal at one point five. Um. Uh, only for one more year, but what is this next contract looking at? Looking like both Andremi and Mike want to know.
0: Well, you got you got Pullick and Pellock in that five six million dollar range, right around right around six million dollars, and they're your top pairing defenseman. So Scott Mayfield, he's going to be a third pairing D, and maybe you start wondering where you know you, you pay a guy like him uh, how much? What's what's the most you're willing to pay a third pairing defenseman, right? But I think he plays a good enough game where you're, you're looking at between three and four million. Per year, it's a nice little raise. It keeps him beneath the guys that are ahead of him. They're going to have to pay Noah Dobson at some point, and he's going to command a lot of money. He's going to be looking at Pellick Pullick numbers eventually because he's already, you know, he's already looking like at least a forty-point defenseman here, which is, you know, that's gonna he's going to cash in on that eventually. But I, I say probably in the $3, 4000000 Maybe Lou being Lou, he keeps him closer to that $3 million side to try to keep the, the salary cap balanced a little bit.
2: But I think Scott Mayfield in his role is probably deserved around that, that much. Last question, Bruin, from T-Boyle13. One-word answer, Sean. Will Bullduck be in the lineup next season? No. Bam. And that's the questions Bruin for today.
0: That was Questions Brewing, brought to you by Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast
2: Brewery. Gold
0: Coast Brewery. Well, folks. Wow, you and that guy sound very alike. It's strange, right? Yeah. It's very strange. Who would who would think that a voice actor would actually want to make his voice sound like mine? That's very flattering. It's very flattering. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it.
2: Uh, yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> totally. We got to go. We got to go. <laughs>
0: yes, we do. Folks. Want to thank you all for tuning in for this special pregame edition of Hockey Night New York over at twitch.tv slash hockeynightny and, of course, your favorite podcast providers later on. Huge thanks to Brian Compton of NHL.com. Always a good time with that fellow. Big thanks to RJ Daniels, American Bar & Grill, located at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center. The best place to catch the aisles when you can make it to the game. Don't just go for the aisles. They have live music, comedy nights, trivia, a late night bar scene. They have it all. Proud to be sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho, Turnpike, in Huntington, their brand-new location at East Islip, and, of course, UBS Arena. They're an official partner of the New York Islanders and the greatest deli around. Check out the menu at BlueLineDeli.com for their great selections and hockey-team heroes. And a huge thanks to TIE Technology, a voice-over IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at TIETechnology.com for all your telecom needs, or give them a call at 516-856-7800 and get three free months of service and of course a huge thanks to oyster bay brewing company located at 36 Audrey avenue in oyster bay you can order their great beers and merchandise at oysterbaybrewing.com for curbside pickup local delivery or shipping anywhere in new york and don't forget you can get 15 percent off all that great stuff with coupon code h-n-i-n-y huge thanks to you guys once again for tuning in christian where can we follow you on twitter on twitter Twitter. C
2: underscore Arnold01.
0: That's right. You can follow me at Shawnee Hockey. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at at Hockey Night NY. Folks, you're getting spoiled this week after tonight. We're back Thursday Mm -hmm. at the Marriott by the Coliseum. Going to be a great time. Come on down, and then we'll be back on Sunday, too. That'll be deadline Eve. So lots of Hockey Night in New York here. Plenty of talk going on. So thanks so much for tuning in. Enjoy Isles versus Ducks. Maybe we'll be talking about a three game winning streak. We shall see. For Christian Arnold, my name is Sean Cuthbert. We've been Hockey Night in New York. Have a great rest of your Sunday night.